Good morning and welcome to St James's Church uh, as we have our Bible readings and our sermon this morning. Our first Bible reading is from the letter 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verses 9 to 13. Uh, Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica this. How we thank God for you. Because of you we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Night and day we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again, to fill the gaps in your faith. May God our Father and our Lord Jesus bring us to you very soon. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow, just as our love for you overflows. May he, as a result, make your heart strong, blameless and holy, as you stand before God our Father when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his holy people. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 25 to 36, and it is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And there will be strange signs in the sun, moon and stars. And here on earth the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up, for your salvation is near. Then he gave them this illustration. Notice the fig tree, or any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know without being told that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware, like a trap, for that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times. And pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your word. And we ask that you would fill each one of us with your Holy Spirit. That you might hear your voice speaking to our hearts now. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. So, uh, Jesus says, notice the fig tree or any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know, without being told that summer is near. Well, you can say the same thing if you notice the Christmas trees coming out, uh, the piles of them uh, stacked to be sold uh, in Perivale, at Ikea, in all sorts of places. Uh, clearly, Christmas is nearly here. But for the Church of England, unlike uh, Saints, Bris and Asda and the rest of them. This is not Christmas. We are not in the season of Christmas. We are in Advent. Today is Advent Sunday. Um, I remember uh, always having this conversation uh, with Owen Northwood every year about which carols are Advent carols. Things like O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Uh, and which carols are Christmas carols for Christmas Day, so O Little Town of Bethlehem, uh, Once in Royal David City, uh, Silent Night, are about God being here with us. 
Advent is about waiting for God to come. Advent is, is about longing and it's about holding on. Now, interestingly, um, when I first heard of Advent Sunday, I, mean, I know we're going back a few years, but I honestly thought, well, Advent Sunday, break out the Advent calendars, light the Advent candle, and we're going to start ticking down towards Christmas. Advent is about Christmas coming. But actually, Advent Sunday is different. And you'll have noticed from our Bible readings, our Bible readings are not about Christmas. They're not about the coming of baby Jesus. Our Bible readings are about the coming of Jesus the second time, the final coming of Jesus. So again, um, let's have a look at Luke 21, verse 27. Everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. Uh, and again, in 1 Thessalonians 3, it says, uh, may God make you your heart strong, blameless and holy as you stand before God our Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes again with all his holy people. So you have this sense of as a church, we're waiting for baby Jesus and that story at Christmas. Of course we are. But we're doing it actually in the light of knowing that Jesus came 2000 years ago and he is going to come again. We are waiting for Jesus to come in all his glory and bring everything under his power. Now, uh, Paul is writing to the church in Thessalonica uh, when they are persecuted. They are struggling. They are um, having difficulty standing as the people of God because they are under pressure. And so Paul is saying, I, I am praying for you and I would love to come back and see you so I can support you. I can strengthen your faith. I can fill in the gap, fill in the things that are missing, because this is a hard time. This is difficult. Uh, in the same way, Jesus, talking with his followers about what is going to come, talks about there'll be strange signs in the sun, moon and stars. Here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified of what they see coming upon the earth. So you have this sense of not peace and goodwill to all men, but actually of, of struggle, of pain, of difficulty, of, of fear and panic. Uh, and I'm, I'm recording this with the news this morning of uh, the Omicron variant of coronavirus, uh, which is, has, been, has been found in southern Africa. But the first case of this has reached Belgium. Um, so we are again instituting... Um, travel bans and restrictions like that to try and stop this spread of a, a new variant, something that uh, threatens our uh, vaccine safety uh, and everything that we've worked so hard for over this last 18 months. Uh, and I, I think it's reasonable to be anxious about that, to be thinking, what are we going to do? Where does this end? Um, and as we look at that, it's worth thinking about what is what are we called to? What is it we are aiming for as God's people? Because Jesus speaks and says, these things are coming. There is going to be disruption. There is going to be uproar. There is going to be fear and anxiety. Uh, and I think in verse 34, Jesus says, uh, watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled. 
and he gives two options. He says, don't let your heart be dulled by carousing and drunkenness, by, by going out and partying and everything else, and by the worries of this life. So there are two ways that we might go when faced with fear and anxiety. One is to drink it away. I go, yeah, let's just party. Eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Or we get stressed. We, sh we shrink. We hold back and we, we, we hide to try and stay safe. Uh, and Jesus says, don't let your hearts be dulled by the worries of this life. Now, as I was looking at the, the chaos of this, um, I was struck by the fact that often we, you know, at the end of each service, I will pray, may the peace of Christ that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds. We pray peace for each other. We share the peace in our services. We don't wish uh, turmoil and anxiety and stress on each other. But the Bible is clear, this is the world we live in. It's a world that doesn't love Jesus and doesn't love his followers. And so there will be uh, distress, there will be struggle. And so actually it brings us back to what's, what's our calling? Is it to be peaceful? As in, is it to be at peace ourselves? Is it to be free from stress? Is it to be happy in our day-to-day -day life? Well, our passages say, um, Luke, Luke 21, verse 36, keep alert at all times. Pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Uh, our reading from Thessalonians, uh, may God make your heart strong, blameless and holy as you stand before God our Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Our calling is that it's to stand, it's to withstand everything that's being thrown at us so that when Jesus comes, we are here and we are ready for him. Now, I don't know if you watched uh, The Great British Bake Off. Uh, I'm not going to share any spoilers uh, in case you haven't watched the final. Uh, it was quite emotional. I did cry a little bit. But whenever I watch it, I'm always struck by how vicious it could be when they're kneading the dough. They can get this lump of, of flour and water, whatever else, and they smack it on the table and they rip it and they smack it again and fold it over and they punch it. And they, they, they beat this dough to an inch of its life. And um, because Bake Off is great at getting people to talk to camera, they'll be doing this and go, you have to do this to stretch the gluten you have to you have to do this because it it actually changes the texture of the bread of the cake or whatever it is you, you need to stretch it so that it's strong you need to beat this strength and this uh structure into it um and you look at that and you think well it's a good job that that dough isn't sentient that dough feels no pain because they are really beating that up by the same token, um, we all know that the life cycle of a butterfly is that you have the, the egg, the caterpillar, the caterpillar that eats absolutely everything it can come across, and then it wraps itself in a cocoon. 
and I have to say, I've always been very tempted by that. I think the cocoon looks lovely, but you kind of get snuggled up inside and you're all like that. And in the cocoon, the caterpillar changes into the butterfly. But then the difficult part is that to emerge from the cocoon, the butterfly breaks it and then has to really fight to get out. Actually, when you see nature documentaries of butterflies coming out of a cocoon, that is hard work. It takes a while and they have to really struggle and fight to get out of the cocoon and to be free. And I remember being shocked uh, when I saw someone say, don't help it. Do not help a butterfly. And they said that unless the butterfly struggles and fights and works to get out of the cocoon, then its wings won't be strong enough to fly. Actually, the process of fighting out of the cocoon is what gives the butterfly the strength to fly and then to, to eat, to find a mate, to do all the things the butterflies are, are meant to do. And so both the doe, which is beaten, and the butterfly, which struggles, are better for the struggle. And I was thinking about this in terms of uh, ourselves and lockdown. And actually, lockdown, we cocooned ourselves, didn't we? Some people had to shield for that for the, because of underlying medical issues. The rest of us, we were shielding for, for other people's sake to protect those that we loved. But we, we withdrew. And actually, some people are, are still having to do that because they don't feel safe going out. But actually, there is something about the security of being curled up by yourself. And so, whoever we are, where, whatever situation we're in, the difficulty post-lockdown is in coming out again. Now, as a church, you'll notice we've started streaming the service, so you can join in uh, from your smartphone or your laptop. Because we know that some people can't physically come to church um, or don't want to physically come and share other people's air at this time. And that's fine. But it's really important they're able to connect with other Christians to be part of the Christian family and to meet and pray together. Because you think about a butterfly, if it stays in the cocoon, it's warm, it's cosy, but it can't eat anything. It's certainly never going to fly. And so there is that need, in whichever way, to struggle out of that warmth and that safety and to grow as a result. Now, PC, we've been praying and fasting this week as a church, listening to God for the next step for us as St James. And... You know, we'll meet, a few people have come back to us already, and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, and we'll listen to what other people have said when we get to PCC meeting uh, on Monday evening. But it's whatever happens, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be a change. It's going to be, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be difficult because we're adjusting. We are changing. We're doing things in new ways, in different ways. But that's part of God's plan for us. We are the dough that he is working on. 
we are cocooned butterflies who get the strength to fly by struggling out of our cocoons and our safe spaces. So whatever comes next, actually it's going to involve struggle. It's going to involve difficulty. But in doing that, we build our muscles, we build our strength, we build our capacity to do what God is calling us to do. Now, I want to share with you about St. James, something that's made me really proud this week. I just, it was one of the things you would, I was talking to someone else and I suddenly realised that our Sundays are still restricted. Um, we still just have 10.30 Sunday, 10.30 Wednesday, communion, masks on, separated without singing. And I, I appreciate that's frustrating for people, absolutely. But at the same time, what has started back is healing on the streets, stay and play, and English classes. The three things that we do which are missional, which are about serving our community, which is about engaging with people outside in Alberton and helping them uh, see the light of Jesus shining out of us here. Those have all begun. There are teams of people involved in each who are working together, praying together, and they've made that happen. That has restarted. And I'm really proud of us as a church, that the mission has started before the worship is maybe back the way that we would want it to be. That's fantastic. That's, that's the way that it should be. Our calling is to stand on the rock of Jesus and shine his light all we meet. And I love that that's happening. Now, I don't know where this finds you this week. I don't know uh, where you stand with regard to lockdown and uh, life post-Freedom Day, as Boris announced it. I don't know where you stand with regard to, to church and meeting again with your brothers and sisters in person here on Stanley Avenue. But I just wanted to encourage you that if things feel difficult, if they feel like a struggle, well, that's pretty much how they're meant to feel. <laughs> and the promise of God is that he will always be with us in that struggle. His Holy Spirit is here to strengthen us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us in that struggle. So that as we fight through from outside of our comfortable, secure places, we will be able to stand together and stand unashamed as our Lord Jesus comes again in clouds of glory. So if things do feel like a struggle, be encouraged, but also be in touch. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to pray for you uh, in more specific ways than we already do. Let us know how we can pray for you, how we can bless you. Uh, and as you look for the coming changes in church in what we do, be involved, be part of it, be praying, be struggling with us as we come through to what God has for us next. Let's pray together. 
Lord God, thank you. Thank you that you haven't left us. Thank you that Jesus is coming again and when he comes he will come on clouds of glory and everyone will see and every knee will bend and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, we confess to you that uh, we want to be comfortable, we want to be safe. We don't want to struggle and fight. Uh, and we are anxious about the future and about what is happening in the world. So we ask that you would help us. Send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us, to encourage us, and to give us just the, the passion for you that causes us to struggle, to fight, and ultimately to stand together building your kingdom and waiting, Lord Jesus, for you to come. Lord, build your church and guide us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for watching and or listening. Um, we'll be in touch after PCC meets uh, tomorrow night. But in the meantime, stay safe and God bless you. Bye-bye.